Hello, my name's Kimberly, and I'm perhaps what you would call a modern day Feng Shui consultant. I can help you turn your home into the most supportive, calm, and peaceful space you can imagine. I'm here to guide and show you how to work with your home to unlock its power and magic. And in that, I'm committed to sharing the secret of this magical practice in a way that everyone can use. As you know by now, Feng Shui has absolutely transformed my life for the better and what an amazing job that I have helping women all around the world create calm and peaceful homes. Most of the time my clients come to me because their home is filled with bickering and arguing or the health of those living in the home may have changed over the last few years or the wealth of the home may be an issue. If this is you, if this resonates with you, please visit my website, thefengshuiflow.com. Click on the work with me tab and you'll see the three different options that I have available. So much love, Kimberly. Hello and welcome back to the Feng Shui Flow podcast. Now, you probably saw the title of this podcast and thought, oh, this is going to be a bit dreary. And my aim is that it's not, I don't want it to be sad and I don't want it to be triggering for you either. So please feel free to not listen to this if you feel that it's too upsetting for you. I've been toying with recording this podcast for a long time and the reason why I kept putting it off is because I'm not an expert in grief. I'm really not. Um, My experience with, with grief is really from 13 years ago when my mum passed away. So my beautiful mum, Janet, she unfortunately had early onset Alzheimer's and she was diagnosed at the age of 56. And I'm getting emotional now, I wasn't expecting this. Um, and she she passed away when she was 60. Um, so I was 30 at the time. I'm so sorry, I didn't... <laughs> I wasn't expecting to get so emotional. I guess that's the thing with grief, isn't it? You never quite know when it's going to pop out. Not that I want to hide away from it, but but there we go. So yes, my wonderful mum passed away when she was 60 and I was 30. And she died in March and we got married in August. So it was a really busy time. And my mum, she went into a care home, a wonderful care home in Nottingham that helped look after her. She went in just before Christmas. Um, It was December the 23rd that she went in and she passed away sort of three months after that. And I think that's why I felt that it was a time for me to talk about maybe things that you can do in your home to help you. Because for me, Christmas can be quite a triggering time. It was a triggering time. That and a Mother's Day can be difficult, but I I want to try and help others in the same situation. The things that you can do in your home just to help you a little bit through this process, because I think we're not good, like Western society, we're not good at talking about grief. And these things happen. People leave you alone for a little bit. They send the condolences and their flowers, but it's just sort of expected that eventually, you know, you'll come out the other side. And grief doesn't get easier. You just get better at dealing with the loss and with the pain. And 
We often have memories of our loved ones, of course, in our home because you may have lived with them. Um, We lived, you know, my mum and dad lived together. I had just moved down to Surrey to be with my then, like with Patrick, the future husband. So, you know, their home does have a lot of a lot of their memories, a lot of their things. And if you have people in your home that have passed away and you have their belongings, it can be really hard because you don't want to just forget their existence. But at the same time, you might not want it there all the time either. So I think when people come to me, and and again, this is what forced, not forced my hand, but when I knew that it was the right thing, because more and more people have been asking me, And again, it's those signs from the universe, the little sort of knocks on the door to say, you should do a podcast on grief. You should do a podcast on grief. No, I'm going to get more and more people to ask you a question until you actually get around to doing a podcast on grief. Because again, we don't like talking about it. So I've just been ignoring it. Um, So I do get a lot of questions. And I think probably the time that you start asking questions about what can I do in my home is probably the time that you're ready for your next chapter. For me, it's not about moving on. You don't move on. It's just a next chapter. And it might be that you've lost a loved one, your partner, husband, wife, and you are ready to attract a new person into your life. And that is absolutely okay. It's normal. My dad has remarried and, you know, he... I feel that he needed that next opportunity of love. Like he's a a great guy and he deserved to have somebody to help him live the last years of his life. You know, he, he deserved that happiness. And so I think that's often when people come to me that they're ready for the next chapter, but they're not quite sure what to do with their loved one's possessions. I actually did a podcast. I recorded it last week of a lady who, unfortunately, her son passed away at three days old, which was just awful. And she's also wanting to have another child. And she wanted to honour that she'd had her child. But also, was it okay that she wanted to move forwards and to, you know, to have another child? And I think whatever feels right to you is absolutely fine. And there are things that you can do in your home that mean that you don't forget that they ever existed. That's not what it's about. But also, please remember that our memories live in our mind and you don't necessarily need to have I was speaking to somebody a few months ago who wore her husband's wedding ring round her neck, who passed away a couple of years ago. You don't necessarily need that to remember that you were married. And she's ready for her next chapter. I'm not sure whether that's for you know another person, but she was just feeling so sad every day feeling the wedding ring around her neck and having her wedding photos beside her bed. Like it was almost like every day she was reliving the grief. And I think it's really important to give yourself permission that you can 
feel happy again and you can feel happy not necessarily having their belongings around you all the time. We were really lucky in the sense that because mum moved into a care home, that a lot of her possessions went with her in terms of like her clothes, they went with her. So we didn't then obviously get all the clothes back. They give you the decision then. They say, would you like us to keep them in the care home so that other people can use them? Um, Or would you like them back? So that was a really easy decision. It was like, no, let's, you know, let's let other people wear her clothes. That's a really nice idea. And I've kept, of all things, her uh, her fleece, which came out to Australia. It's hanging in my wardrobe now. I can see it and I put that on if I want a, a we call it Granny Janet in our house, Granny Janet hug. Um, and I kept her like leopard print slippers, which are back in the UK of all things, because they made me smile. Like my mum was quirky, which is probably <laughs> maybe where I get it from. Um, so I've kept the stuff that makes me happy. And I think that's what my advice is, is that keep the stuff that brings you joy. And it's the same with feng shui, whether you're given stuff, whether you inherit things from people. You know, we laugh with my dad now and say like, can you please get rid of that before you die? Because I don't want it. Do not feel that you need to pass that on to us because it's awful. My dad's a huge cricket fan and has a load of books on cricket. I don't want them. And we, you know, we have a sense of humour about it. We can laugh about it. But if you have things in your home that you've inherited or if you have things that don't necessarily bring you joy just because that person isn't with us any longer, it doesn't mean that you have to keep them in your home, especially if it makes you sad. So the lady that I was talking to about her child and she was saying, you know, we're not quite sure what to do because obviously their child was three days old. So he never got to play with the toys that were given to him. He never got to wear the clothes that were bought for him. And she's in a very difficult situation because she doesn't know what to do with them. And so she's just kept them, which is totally, totally fine. And I think eventually you come to the point where you say, okay, I'm ready to do something, but I'm not quite sure what. And she wasn't sure whether to have a shrine for her son. And I think shrines are fine, like if you look at them and they make you happy, but quite often a shrine is a sad thing. And you look at it from a sense of loss rather than a sense of what they bought and whether they're on the planet for an hour or whether they're on the planet for a hundred years, they still would have bought you something. And so the idea that we had was maybe having a chair, a chair for her son with some of the teddies on, with his name or, you know, something that brings joy to the home that you see the chair and it makes you smile rather than a shrine that makes you sad. And it's the same with maybe having photos of people in your home as well. Have photos that make you smile. You know, I've chosen a photo that I have of my mum here when she was probably like my age, maybe a bit younger in her 30s, really happy, really vibrant, really just on top of life. And I love that photo because it makes me want to live in exactly the same way. So choose the photos wisely, choose photos that make you happy. And if you're wondering where to have the photos, in Feng Shui, we obviously divide the home into nine areas of our life. 
And the east of our home looks after our family. And that is therefore a beautiful place to have photos of family because there are some feng shui people, some feng shui rules out there where you wouldn't have photos of those that are deceased because, I mean, what a word, deceased, that are no longer (laughs) with us. Um, Because they have that energy of sadness. But I think truly, if you choose the right photo and the right picture, I actually think it can bring you joy. You know, so having these pictures in the east of your home is a really lovely space. I'm not saying have a hundred pictures of everybody in your family and friendship group that has passed away because that would be sad. But just having a few there is beautiful. Have pictures of them smiling, being happy, you being happy when you see them. If they were pictures of a partner and you are now wanting to move forwards and onto your next chapter and attract a new person in your life, there's two places where I wouldn't have their photos. One is in your bedroom having a picture of that person in your bedroom, your bedroom is really linked to your love and romance. So I'd avoid having their photos in your bedroom and I'd also avoid having them in your love and romance area, which is your southwest area of your home. Because again, you're wanting to start that new chapter. So avoid those two areas and have them in the east. Another area is the west of your home because this looks after like community. So for example, it might be that if your east is in your bedroom, then you could maybe then put them to the west of your home. You could still have them in the living area of your home. The living area is a lovely place to have photos. The only place in the living area I wouldn't have photos is on your fireplace because the fire is burning that energy of the family sort of relationship of those people. And we don't want that. We want that nice positive energy to come from them. So that's probably where I'd avoid it. The other thing I wanted to mention, I got asked on Instagram a few weeks ago, maybe last week, and it was what to do with her mother's ashes. Now, we scattered my mum's ashes. And for me personally, I don't feel that I need to be where her ashes were to remember her like I believe that she's around us and Immy once when she was I think about two and a half years old we were in blue water and we were eating in a cafe and she just turned around she went oh look there's granny Janet <laughs> my mum absolutely wasn't around then and um, she died before Immy was around and I sort of first of all like dropped my knife and fork I was like oh really wow she's like look over there and as I turned around she went oh no she's gone now she's gone around the corner and I don't think I was quite right for a good few days after that um so in a way I believe you know everyone has their own beliefs and that's wonderful I believe that my mum is around me whenever I want her to be around me so I don't have to go to the place where her ashes were for some people that brings huge amounts of comfort so I think my message here is do whatever brings you comfort but this message from one of my followers was that she wanted to put her mum's ashes in a necklace and for her and for her daughters and I think again if that brings you comfort having the ashes around you then that's fine you know again sort of strict feng shui you probably wouldn't because it's the opposite of that life and energy 
you know, the life and strength energy that we want around us. But if it brings you comfort, then do it. But my question to her was, was does both of your daughters, do they want that? Does that bring them comfort? Or is that you saying to them, this brings me comfort, so therefore I'm giving it to you? Because what you don't want them to then have to go is, well, I can't then throw this necklace away because it's got grandma's ashes in it, but mum gave it to me, so I've got to keep it. And so again, it's whatever brings you comfort, but don't pass that on to somebody else if just because it makes you feel comfortable. So for example, for me, having my mum's ashes around me wouldn't bring me comfort. It would give me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. But for me, it's that her photos, I listened to the music, you know, she loved a bit of Westlife, listened to Westlife and that, you know, boy zone. And that brings me joy. So for that, I would say, do what brings you joy, but don't feel that you need to push that on others just because it's right for you. And I think this is what is then tricky in the home is that when you share your home with somebody else, they will have very different ideas as to what makes them feel comforted and what maybe gives them the heebie-jeebies maybe. So keeping ashes in the home, I get asked a lot about pets ashes um, and what to do with them. And again, it's about what brings you comfort. And one of my clients said to me, look, my cat's ashes is in, in the house. What do you want me to do? My honest answer, my honest feng shui answer is, that they shouldn't live in the house. But you might not be ready for that yet. So what we did with our dogs, Chili and Pepper, bless them, we had pictures of them and we kept their collar because when I looked at those pictures, they were being cheeky as ever, Pepper trying to lick Amy's face and Chili giving me what we used to call the bombastic side eye, like <laughs> he got a bit grumpy in his old age. But have those pictures with their collars on because that brings me joy and happiness. So I think that's what I'm saying that everybody is going to be feeling very different in this situation and how you feel one day into being, you know, in this situation or whether you're five years down the line, everybody goes through these stages at very different points and don't force yourself. I think that's my biggest thing. Don't force yourself. And ask yourself, am I keeping this stuff because I have to, or I feel I have to, or am I keeping it because it brings me joy and it brings me happiness? And as I said at the beginning, people's mem- your memory in your head will bring you these, you know, the situations, the, the pictures of them wearing you know, the suit on the wedding day, you don't necessarily need that suit to remind you of how amazing that they they looked in that or, you know, all the clothes that they had or their favourite pen or their shoes, you know, you can gift those things onto other people and those clothes can then have a second life. They can be enjoyed by other people. You don't have to have them in your home to be respectful of the person that's no longer with us. So if you were just needing that permission to turn the page onto the next chapter of your life, then this might be it. But if you're not ready to turn the next page, then that is totally fine. You do you, do what makes you happy and keep your home filled with joy and happiness. But also you can have those spots that bring you that feeling of deep love as well. I don't think the word enjoyed is going to be the right word for this podcast, but I hope it 
brought you some peace. I hope you found peace from this podcast. Um, I think I need to go and have a cup of tea now, but thank you so much for listening. And please feel free to share this with people who may be going through the grieving process at the minute. And until next week, all my love, Kimberly. Kimberly.